Jazz Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Nat, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Hey guys, on today's episode, we want to continue our conversation that we had last week. On last week's episode, we talked about a time to listen. And I want to encourage you, if you're actually listening to this episode, for context, if you haven't listened to last week, I really encourage you to listen to that first, Mm -hmm. as it's going to continue our conversation Uh, Last week's episode, we talked about a time to listen, and it's really surrounding the events of the death of George Floyd and uh, a lot of the current events that are taking place in our nation uh, concerning the topic of systematic racism and some of the things that are really happening between the riots and the protest. And uh, today we have a very uh, special guest on this episode that we're going to continue this conversation with and get a different perspective. Tiffany Lane, who was on uh, season one, uh, her episode was influencing the spheres of influence and uh, in the marketplace. And she is a she's in the marketplace, has influence in the marketplace. And we want to kind of talk and have this conversation. You know, I want to quote Zig Ziglar. He says this, the first step in solving a problem is to recognize it does exist. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've learned is that, you know, we, this is really a time to listen. And, you know, if you're a leader out there and you're listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you right now. Leadership right now doesn't look like speaking. It looks like listening. Mm -hmm. And Jesus modeled this so well. He first listened and then he spoke because listening allows you to recognize what is needed. So that way, when you do speak, you bring solutions, not add to the problem. And on this episode, we really want to talk about the next step of going from listening to learning. How do we do that? How can we do that as a nation? How can we do that as believers? How can we do that as people from different ethnic groups? You know, uh, many of you guys know me and Des, we are a uh, multiracial couple. I'm Hispanic, she's Caucasian, and we've had a lot of these talks, not only just between us, but also with our children. I mean, to have, we we brought our children into this conversation this week, and it Mm -hmm. was just so powerful. And so let's go ahead and get this conversation started. First of all, thank you, Tiffany, for being on this episode today. Thanks for having me. Wow. Where do we start? Yeah. You know, uh, Tiffany, I know this has really hit home for all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I would really love to hear your perspective today, especially coming from the marketplace. So could you, I know you are a believer, so it's not just from the marketplace, but as a believer in the marketplace who is connected with so many different people, so many different races, uh, your ear is on the pulse of culture right now and having to kind of deal with this. What's going on? And uh, would you just uh, tell the listener a little bit about what you do as far as in the marketplace, uh, your job description, and then just, we want to hear your heart. Yeah. Um, So I work for a retail company based out of San Francisco, and I work in the corporate field doing learning and development. So basically, a lot of what I do is help create content for the stores so that they can follow a policy or they can have a better understanding of, of something that we want them to implement. Um, with that said, uh, you know, I've worked for this company for 16 years this year, and 
when this George Floyd thing came out yeah. and it was all over the news and it was everywhere, you know, our company was very quick to respond. And I sort of thought it would end there. Um, but then the calls came and the calls titled, you know, leaning yeah. into un- uncomfortability and how do we lean into this and giving a place for yeah. people on our company to talk and have a voice and ask questions and create a safe place. But something that really stuck out to me this past week is we have a whole program for inclusivity and mm. and and bias teaching. Yeah. And something that they said today is like, we have this program, but it's not enough. And we're willing to say it's not enough. Wow. Yeah. So that really stuck out to me this week. Like if this company who I've grown up and always felt like it was an inclusive company is willing to say like, we, we haven't done enough, we're not doing enough and we know that and we're going to take action really spoke to me on a personal level of what I need to do. Wow. Well, you, good. you know what I love about this conversation, guys? You know, this season two is about transforming culture through family. Mm. And for us to avoid a relevant situation right now and just talk about you know, sometimes this is what we do in church. We talk about our own issues that are so irrelevant mm. that we don't know how to have an ear to heaven, but our hearts set in the midst of culture. And so the thing about family is that family celebrates diversity. And we want to be able to learn and have this conversation because this is how we create family, not just in church culture, but this is how we create family in all cultures. You know, I know we've been hearing a lot about you've heard this phrase thrown around the systemic issue of racism yeah. and we have to approach it from from the system you know and yeah. go you, you know and it's true yeah it's very true and we want to create solutions and, and you know solve the problem at hand but i feel like you know there's a kind of a process like that's true and i know matt you even said this the other day like truth out of season isn't helpful and so although that's true and that there's a time for that, we're in a time that we're talking about. It's time to learn. And so I, I can relate in the fact, Tiffany, that I know we've talked that, you know, I obviously am Caucasian and I did not grow up in a culture that was racist. I'm thankful for that. I'm extremely thankful to grow up in a city that was extremely diverse. So I did not have um, that exposure. And so obviously I'm thankful for not having racism model, but at the other side of this, and this is where I feel like where we need to have conversations is although I didn't grow up with it, I also wasn't exposed to it really. And so you mentioned the fact of it's time to get uncomfortable. And I, that was like, that hit me because what does that look like? Would you share just like stuff you've learned in this season personally mm. and what you've learned in the, in the corporate setting as well? Yeah. It's a big question. <laughs> it goes deep. Um, yeah. You know, just to speak on the whole COVID thing for a quick second with COVID, our churches shut down, right? Yep, we couldn't right, go yeah. to church. And, you know, I like to consider myself a, a even mix of I have 50% of the church in, in my head or in my heart. And then there's 50% of the marketplace. And I really try to do my best to bridge the two together. But during COVID, the going to the actual church building was shut down, but spending time with Jesus wasn't obviously. Wow. But what I felt like I really learned during that time was that I, and, and not necessarily a bad way, but I let the 
the church culture and the church voice be so loud in in my mind that I didn't give enough room for the world to hear what what is the world hungry for? Wow. What are my coworkers hungry for? Like what are they searching for? And it wasn't the the language the church was giving me wasn't bad. It was all good things. It was hope. We have this, we have that. But if you're so stuck in just the culture of church, you can't really know what the congregation needs because most of your congregation isn't in the church. They, they go to work every single day. And so I felt like through this time of COVID, it was obviously it's been hard. It's been challenging. We've faced many things at work with our employees and there's all the dynamics that go into it. But one thing I'm thankful for is that I got really quiet with God Mm. and I got really quiet and I was already in a place of listening to my coworkers and listening to what they're hungry for without them even saying it, but just realizing like, what is the world really looking for right now? And then after COVID, then we are hit, the nation is hit with this. Right. And so I felt like my heart was already in that place of listening. But in this past, these past couple weeks, you know, when the George Floyd thing happened, I caught myself watching, not quite yet listening. Mm. So I was watching another situation play out on the news. I was watching wow. people post things on social media, but I, I wasn't a listener. I was just a, an observer. Mm. And I think that that really caught me off guard, you know, because I've always been like, I'm a really great listener. I, you know, I'd want to plow the ground for any injustice, but really I've just been a watcher for years and I've, and I've, and I've had compassion and I've been like, that's so sad, but being sad for mm. that is not enough. Wow. And having compassion to where it just goes away after a couple of weeks isn't enough. So in this time, I felt like I've really tapped into, I need to listen, but I need to learn. And yes, I'm going to learn. And I am learning from my black friends and my black coworkers and all of that. But I'm also needing to look in the mirror Mm. and research my own heart and research my own biases and ask myself the uncomfortable, hard questions that I've never asked before. You know, we can really sum it up. You know what 2020 is? It's the year to get uncomfortable. Yeah. This is really what it is. This is a lesson. And, um, you know, w- one of the things that I just love that you gave language to and was, was really speaking to Tiffany, and I feel like we as believers in the church can learn, um, you know, not only with what's going on in our nation, but I think this should just be learning at its foundation. Sometimes we become so culturally irrelevant that we have no influence. And part of the reason is that we have become so good at giving solutions to the world based on what we think they need rather than actually listening and then discerning what is needed. I mean, Jesus was great at that. And what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, we have to listen to learn what is needed rather than just try to like give our nice, cute Christian answers and give a scripture and just say, hey, this is what you need. Hey, we're all of the same kingdom. We all have the same, you know, I've heard people say, hey, we all have uh, Mm -hmm. the same color blood, but that's truth out of season. That's not what's needed right right. now. Even though that's truth, it's still, uh, you know, giving, trying to give answers to people who have real pain. Mm -hmm. Jesus was good at this. And I feel like we can learn something right now on how we can begin to have a conversation with somebody who's not like us. This is what it's about. Like we, we have to get serious about getting into people's lives who are not like us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. 
You know, I think after having conversations, a lot of conversations the last couple of weeks, and it's it's good. I mean, it's challenging, but it's so good. There's a lot of people out there, and I feel like maybe this is this was my starting point as well, that feel like my heart is good. I love all people. I I don't have a racist bone in my body. I I appreciate and value every single you know, color that God created. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people like that, that Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm not racist. Mm -hmm. So I'm good. Okay. That's only part of the equation here. You know, that's awesome. Your heart's good. It's a great starting place. But what else? What more can we do? Like, that's not an out. Like, okay, because I don't, I'm not racist. My heart's good. So I'm I'm off the hook from mm-hmm. doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like we all are a part of the solution in yeah. this. And so I just was curious on your thoughts on on what would you tell someone that's in that place? Yeah. So, I mean, to get one thing I'm talking to my friends about right now, it's particularly my white friends is this mm-hmm. is a time for us to be humble and also a time for us to be really vulnerable. That's good. And being vulnerable on a subject like this is difficult, which is why you can hear the sound of my voice, you know, choking because it is hard to be vulnerable. But I think it's important right now for specifically white people to be just that. And so I'm just going to be really real with this answer. Yeah. Um, when you say like, what would you tell people that think that way? I was that people <laughs> just two weeks ago, wow. three weeks ago. Wow. And so I think that what did I tell myself is I believe I know that I have a good heart and I know that, you know, I would say I'm not racist. And I was the person that said, I don't see color. And now I'm learning that that's actually the worst thing to say because I should celebrate color and I should see color. Um, And I think that that's something that really I've had to chew on and not move past too quickly and realize that even well, good intentions doesn't mean that you don't have biases. And I think that I've had really good intentions and I've had biases that are that are unconscious. It's not like it's a conscious choice, like I'm going to think this way. But if I really, and which I have, sat with myself over the past, really even just the past seven days of really thinking like, okay, like I said, I was a watcher. I watched this stuff and my response is exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm good. I don't actually need to even join in on this conversation. I can actually turn my phone off. I don't actually need to watch all these posts because I'm not that person that has that issue. Wow. And that was my my first mistake in breaking past that. I think what's so important and that I've been talking to my white friends is if you want to break past that, you have to be willing to feel extremely uncomfortable. And I don't just mean like, I'm going to feel a little uncomfortable. You're going to feel a heartbreak within you. And you're going to start to question like, who am I really? What did I really think? And just know that you have to walk through that process, but ask yourself the hard questions. And that's what I've been doing this past week. You know, um, to just kind of share, I know you were talking about from a, you know, a white person's perspective. Now, from a Hispanic perspective, you know, uh, where I have had to get uncomfortable in life. See, I grew up, my, my parents didn't teach me racism. I learned it from culture. Growing up around my friends who, you know, I had black friends, Mexican friends, Asian friends, but, you know, very few white friends. Mm. And so I was taught to hate the man. And the man was white, Caucasian men and uh, women, but specifically men who were successful and had money, Mm -hmm. rich white men. And it was just hard for me because I grew up with that. So anytime I saw somebody who fit that description, automatically I had 
I had racism. Mm. I, I had, you know, preconceived thoughts without even knowing their heart, who they were that, you know, they took from me. I mean, this was always taught culture. They took from me my opportunities, my money. I mean, just, just everything. This is what I was taught in culture. And this is God restoring my, not only humanity, but kingdom respected to me because I get saved in a predominantly Caucasian church. Even though I, I experienced some racism in those early days, and we talked a little bit about last week, it was, it was a Caucasian man who loved on me and my family enough to tell us the truth of the gospel. And then, you know, uh, my heart starts changing. And then God gives me a father-in-law who fits the description of people that I was taught to have racism against and hate. And he did something so powerful. The analogy I like to use is that I felt like if we're on a plane, I was in coach and I was all the way in the back seat, that seat where you can't even move your backs against the wall. And my father-in-law, it's almost like he came down to coach to bring healing in my life. And Monty, I don't know if if you're listening to this, thank you, because you don't even understand what you've done for me. And he healed a pain and a wound that I was taught by culture. And I feel like this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. This is how you learn. You learn by coming into somebody else's world, not try to bring them into yours. Mm. Conclusion is that we can listen to other people's stories. But transformation doesn't happen until we learn to get into other people's worlds. And this is the foundation that we're talking about today, is how do we learn? We learn by having not just deep conversations, but deep relationships and get into other people's world. Yeah, that's so good. You know, I know there's, there's so many people speaking out right now, which, which is good. It's really good. But there's so many opinions, there's so many yeah. narratives flowing. It's like we want we want to listen to the right ones. And I feel like that's that's been maybe a thought of mine. Like I want I want to hear different perspectives. I don't want to be so focused on the people that I only agree with all the time, yeah. but hear all perspectives so that I can get a full understanding, right? And you know, I saw people start posting stuff after this happened about all lives matter, all lives matter. And I'm like, okay, once again, obviously true, but truth out of season is not helpful right now. And so I heard um, when you did your live with Sean Smith last night that he said, no, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. Like, he said, and all lives don't matter until brown lives matter. All lives don't matter until, you know, yeah. every color is represented. And so it is true to say that all lives haven't mattered because black lives haven't mattered. Yeah. And so now they need to matter. Mm-hmm. So that's what we need to be focusing on. And okay, all lives matter. Yeah, like, but you don't need to say that right now. It's not helpful. Yeah. And so, you know, I know that that kind of has brought up the conversation about white privilege and what what is that and is that a thing and i didn't know it was a thing and as a as someone who is caucasian like how did i not know that that was a thing like it makes you yeah. feel i was either living under a rock and very naive to my world i was living in 
or maybe I purposely didn't look for it. You know, so this these conversations and uh, that we're having are causing us to realize things that have yeah. always been there. So I think it's good. Tiffany, can you share how, what are your thoughts when it comes to to that? And has God kind of spoken that to you about like what is your thoughts on the whole white privilege thing? Yeah, I'm, this is really fresh for me. Um, I was just in a conversation yesterday with some friends, and I just broke down and started crying because I said I I honestly didn't realize to the extent that I needed to that I even have white privilege. Mm. And I truly believe that is one of the biggest problems Right, is that we're just walking around. And, and again, it goes back to what I said in the beginning is that I remember, you know, applying for colleges and going through the educational process in high school and having friends be like, oh, well, you're just going to get in because you're white privilege. And I remember getting offended mm. instead of at that point, re- understanding and educating myself. Like, what does that even mean? It was almost just like I got offended instead mm. wow. um, because I felt like, no, I still struggle. I still I still have struggles. Right. I actually might not get in because of this or that. And white, what I've learned is white privilege doesn't mean you don't struggle. It means my skin color doesn't add to that struggle. Wow. And yeah. I thought that, that was just really good for me to hear and to learn is like, okay, like I need to press into that further. And like, what, how else does that show up? And, you know, even in the past year, I have a friend who's black and she taught me so much is like, we're at the store together and she's having to take twice as long to look for a makeup color that that she can find that matches her skin color, where I just go straight and I have all the options with all of the brands where maybe there's only three brands that carry her skin color. And it's disturbing to me now that at 35 years old, I'm just now tapping into this. And I'm just now, my eyes are just now being open to see that this is the whole problem is right. that white people, and I don't want to put everyone in a category. I am truly speaking for myself, but there are white people out there that haven't seen their white privilege. And that is a problem in itself. So oh, good. Wow. So true. Wow. Wow. That's such a, a great perspective. You know, the other thing that's happening right now that we can learn from is that, you know, not only are we seeing uh, racial tension and it's become an issue, but we're seeing a divide at the same time between generations. Mm. You know, when I watch some of the protests that are going on, I'm not seeing 50, 60, 70 year olds actually jumping into Nike, stealing and running with shoes. Mm. I'm seeing a younger generation and there seems like there's even this divide. So I feel like the Lord is highlighting not only this racial tension, but this generational tension that we have to learn from. And I, you know, I would even encourage those who are listening right now, you know, we need a reformation in our education system because our education system right now wants to hide the history of our nation, but also the history of what has happened to, you know, our uh, black brothers and sisters. You know, we have one month called Black History Month, but that's the only time you really hear about it. You know, we need to hear all the time about every race in the history. And when you hide the history, you determine somebody's future because you learn from history that begins to direct your future. And right now, the only history that's happening amongst generation right now is what the media is feeding them. And we know right now that media is not telling the full truth. So you have a generation that has a heart for justice that, I, you know, me and my spiritual father were talking about that are like young Moseses that are supposed to be raised up 
to set the oppressed free. But if the only truth they're being fed right now through media, which we understand, shout out to Cassidy who produces our podcast. She's always said, you know, the 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 purpose of media was to be a platform for truth, not partial truth, not hidden truth, not fake news, but good news on how to do that. And one of the things that we're seeing, Tiffany and Des, you know, is that the full truth's not being pr- produced out there about the history. So when you learn, you're going to have anger issues if the actual narrative mm-hmm. that's being fed to you without understanding the history, because we've come a long way, even though there is, and I, I got to say this, there is still, right? There is still racism in our nation, mm-hmm. even in our churches. We have to admit there is a problem, mm-hmm. yeah. but we also have to admit that we've come very far and a generation needs to understand that truth. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't understand that truth, we can't, we can't, continue to pass on what Martin Luther King Jr. stood for and fought for. Like he was a reformer who told people what he believed, what he stand for, not what he was against. Right. And so we need those young generations to be fathered and mothered. And if there's a disconnection between generations, who's going to father and mother right. this generation? And so I would love to hear some of your thoughts, Des, and also some of your thoughts, Tiffany, about even this generational divide. Yeah, um, it's such an interesting subject, and I'm super passionate about bridging generations um, under me, above me. um, And I feel like it's such an interesting time because I've heard several conversations where it's like, well, the older generation just doesn't get it. And let's just let them basically let them die out with their thoughts is something that I've heard. Um, And the younger generation, they're the most, they're the most fired up. And so they're going to do this, but then there's this middle generation um, that's, you know, okay, they're, where do they go? It's like, yeah. And so I feel like the, you know, the middle generation is the the ones that are called to bridge the two together to bridge all three together. Really? And I think it's like, no, we absolutely, for one, that's so dishonoring to say that about our older generation. And for two, you always give the opportunity that everyone is willing to learn and that everyone is willing to change. And if people in an older generation or really any any generation, if if their first thing is to be defensive and have offense, let them sit there for a second, but then ask the right questions to get them to the place to research their own heart. Come on. And if you ask the right questions, people can be in a place to where they hopefully are willing to do that. But I know for me, you know, I've had several conversations with, with friends that are, that are in an older generation and they, they have really well meaningful hearts and their heart's desire is to show love, but they feel like kind of like what Des was talking Mm -hmm. about earlier, like there's no way I'm racist. There's no way all these things. And I'm almost offended that this younger generation that I've been fathering and mothering is looking at me like I have racism in my heart. And so they're sitting in their hurt because they're so shocked by the generations below them that they would question question what they what their values are yeah. for for other cultures and so it's sitting there to listen to hear okay let me listen again to you and listen to your hurt and not pick up an offense but listen to hear what you're hurt about and then let me ask you the right question so that we can get to the bottom of it i'm not saying that you're racist i'm not saying all these things what i'm saying is that every generation no matter how old you are right now it is a time to listen and is it a time to learn and if you can be willing to break down some thought processes that maybe you didn't even know you had then you're in a place to start learning this is so good you know this gives language we just came out of pentecost sunday which was the outpouring of the spirit right 
It was said when Peter stood up and said, right. it shall be in the last day. God says, I'll pour my spirit yep. on all mankind. Yeah. Yep. So the spirit being poured out was supposed to unify people. But watch mm-hmm. this. Even generation, we miss this. It says, I will pour my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. What does that mean? The younger generation will speak towards the future to create it. The middle generation will have visions. What does that mean? They'll take what the future is being said and build in the present a structure for that, right? That's what vision is, the mm-hmm. structure. But then it says your old men shall dream dreams. What does the old man dream in dreams? That's the wisdom part that's needed to build. Yeah. So you have the younger one speaking towards what's coming to the future. You have the middle building the structure, but you can only build the structure when you have the older releasing the wisdom. And so the pouring out of the spirit was to bring all generations together that we would build something together that would build, that would actually be a hosting place for the presence of God for generations. Mm. And I feel like we, we fail to realize that like this was supposed to bring us all together. And yeah. if we're disunified, then we don't get to see the fullness of the Holy spirit. Wow. 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 That's so good. Also makes me think that, you know, you, you said you put out a word recently yeah. about the Lord had spoken to you about yeah. the next move of God is not going to come from platforms, but it's going to be around tables, yes. um, dining tables, coffee tables, yep. board tables. And I feel like this so speaks to that because, you know, we can address the issues from the top and from a government level and from in the educational system and all that. And that does need to happen. Yeah. Um, as we move forward and bring solutions and reformation and all of that. But the core of how we think, how we believe yeah. as leaders, as Christians, as people uh, in society, our core beliefs are going to come out in our daily lives. Yeah. And so that's where I feel like this is going to happen. We can only see that change in the context of let's, like we're talking about, yeah. Let's learn to communicate. Let's have a conversation. Let's sit down. We all have a seat at the table. We all have a voice at the table and we want to hear each other. We want to hear each other. And I think, um, and that represents every culture Mm -hmm. that represents every generation that everyone has a voice at the table. And, you know, I mean, we can keep going on and we'll continue this conversation, but what I'm hearing you say, babe, and it's so true, and this is what the listener can walk away with, is that right now is the time to listen and learn. Mm-hmm. And how we learn is by getting into somebody's world. And so I would encourage you as a listener, get into the world of somebody who's not like you and somebody who's older and younger than you. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to get into this and see this fixed, to see a solution is by spending time in someone else's world who is a different race, a different color, but also a different age. Yeah. Invite somebody who's older into your life and learn. Yeah. Learn about history. Learn from wisdom. The greatest honor in scripture is actually given to gray hairs. Mm. We forget about that. That's good. And then get into somebody who's younger's life, who has passion, who's looking towards the future and learn. And so, uh, Tiffany, is there any last thoughts you'd like to leave the listener today? The last thought I'd like to leave with the listeners today is um, actually a dream I had back in January. 
um, I had this dream that it was so impactful, but I was inside the church and I was walking the halls and I noticed that the entire church was under construction. Wow. And as I turned the corner of the hall and went into the sanctuary, it was all cement. And there was almost like a hole that was being dug out of the middle of the church. And I began, I saw a bunch of people with blue hats on and pink hats. And I knew that represented men and, and women. And I began to hear this beautiful sound come out of this black female. And she was in the middle of the church and she started singing. Wow. And in the dream, I took out my camera because I wanted to record her voice. I wanted to hear like, what is this sound? And then as I looked behind me, there was multi-generations represented. So there was a, a, a the pastor of the church who represents an older generation. He was standing behind me. He took out his, his phone and started to take photos. And then there was a younger generations like kids and then teenagers and so it was all these generations represented but everyone took out their phone to record the moment and to record the sound and so I just, you know, that was before COVID and who knew that church was actually going to be shut down after that? Like who knew that all this would be happening? I I know I didn't. Um, but something that stuck out to me at the end was as I walked out of the sanctuary, one of the maintenance guys that works at the church in the dream, he said, everybody has to get out of the church. We can have nobody in the building because the last thing that's going to happen is they're ripping off of the roof. And wow. when he said that everyone paused and, and they just single filed and got out of the church and so it just really stuck with me because I feel like the ripping off of the roof is happening right now. And I feel like the sound, that beautiful sound and that beautiful cry, I feel like there's a cry amongst all of the generations that is happening right now that we we are in the midst of. And there's going to be a beautiful sound that comes out of this pain. Wow. You know what I love you said? Think about this. You had this before any of this happened. Right now, this whole George Floyd thing is happening because a phone recorded an injustice mm. in your dream generations were actually filming the sound of justice mm. come on and wow. this is interesting wow 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 so much there and and uh wow you know guys thank you for listening to this episode today would you do us a favor we believe that these conversations can create conversations can bring healing can give context mm-hmm and can really help us to learn how to be what the scriptures say, ministers of reconciliation. So would you do us a favor? Would you share these episodes? Would you share this podcast with a friend or family member? Get this out. We want to get this message out to begin to start some conversations. And would you subscribe? Thank you for listening to this episode today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.